Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. The big one. Mm-hmm. The word blood is spoken 17 times in this scene. Well, we know what the theme is. Yeah, it's bloody. So famous and so interesting that it comes in the middle of the play. Yeah, well, yeah, this is where things turn. Yeah, just like Tybalt getting killed and changing the whole, and Mercutio getting killed and changing the whole course of the rest of that tragedy. From comedy to tragedy. Right. But this was not really a comedy except when Casco was on stage. <laughs> Cicero. But maybe it changes it from a straight-up history to a into a tragedy. Yeah. Because there's a lot of death happens after this. <laughs> there's a lot of death happens. Yes, death happens. <laughs> so this is also that scene where we get to hear Caesar's last words. Ooh, spoiler, he gets killed. <laughs> no, you knew that. Um, Caesar's last words, with which in the script are written, a tu brute. Yeah. In Latin, which means... You too. You too, Brutus. Yeah. It's written as a question mark, like, I can't believe you're killing me. But apparently, historically, he spoke in Greek. Which is interesting. Yeah. Especially, you know, at the conversation we had, whenever that was, that we had that conversation about Romans using Greek as a, you know, highfalutin... Yeah. Elitist, elitist sort of language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cicero speaks in Greek when he only wants the smart people to understand him. Yeah. So he spoke in Greek. The Greek would be kaisu teknon, which means you two son. Bing, 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 That's bing, Aaron's favorite theory is that Brutus is bastard son. Yeah. Of Caesar. I think so. I do think so. And I also think it may be one of the reasons, as I was thinking about it, one of the reasons why Caesar sticks Calpurnia out front to be whipped with the... Flogged with the thong. Flogged with the goat goat (laughs) leather thong is because he knows he can produce children. He's like, it's not me. Right. It's you. Right. I mean, you know, normally that would be up. For question, but right. but if he knows that Brutus is his bastard son, he knows he's he also he, has bastard children with Cleopatra. Oh right, so yeah. he knows he can. Make he knows babies. he can do it. Yeah, <laughs> Kaisu Technon. So you two son, um, you two son could also have various other meanings, uh, implications. The Romans believed that the dying could see the future, uh-huh. so maybe he's saying you will die as a result of this action. Or it might be something more general, like, you too will die one day, my son, and look at this, my death, and how do you want your death to be, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but we are all going to die someday. Yeah, so that's not as... So the general is less interesting. But the prophecy is kind of interesting. Yeah. You too, son, is definitely a departure from you too, Brutus. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it because it complicates things. Yes. <laughs> and then I found this cool thing, and I'm, I ordered it, and I haven't read it yet, but I found a book called The Last Assassin, A Hunt for the Killers of Julius Caesar. And in that, the author says that one of the translations of Caesar's last words was, up yours and see you in hell. <laughs> that is my favorite translation, I have to say. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on me somewhere. (laughs) Maybe on my butt. I love it. Um. (laughs) It would make a great tattoo. You have a little knife. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This author also says that the soothsayer wasn't just any old dude. 
but actually a woman and a famous augurer. A woman? Oh. Say you? A woman? They don't say. Hmm. So, interesting book. I will report back when I read more about it. So one of the... I think that this scene is very much actually not only about killing, but it's also about love, weirdly enough. No, I don't think that's weird at all. I mean, okay, soapbox moment. <laughs> Seriously, especially in this time that we're living through right now, I think that that's not weird at all. I think we're all struggling in the United States and in other countries also with what does love for country mean? What does love for individuals mean? What does love of self mean? What is, where is my place? How do I fit? You know, I, I, where do my loyalties lie? Where do my right? loyalties lie? Yeah. And I think that we I see Buddha struggling with all of that. And I, and I think we can see ourselves in this struggle. We can see ourselves. Yeah. We can see our country. We can see ourselves. We can see our world. And, and, Again, I say it all the frickin' time, but that's why this play always gets performed. Because it's always relevant. It's always, always relevant. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. That was a little one. It's okay. So, you know, we see Brutus struggling with love of country versus love of individual. Mm-hmm. And and which is greater or which is just more important at a particular time? What has to take precedence? And we we get to watch at the end of the scene Brutus explain his actions and then see Antony's reaction to the whole scene, which is very individual and very personal. So Shakespeare, in letting Antony in to the murder scene, Shakespeare departs from Plutarch again. We talked about... How Shakespeare does that in certain points. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't talk about the stabbing and the balls. I keep coming he back to that. in balls, yeah, <laughs> which is an unfortunate departure. I love that one. And the groundlings. <laughs> would as, love it. As a representative of the groundlings, yes. I can say for sure that that would have caused great hilarity. Yeah. But maybe Shakespeare didn't want hilarity in the middle of the stabby stabbing, before or after, but not in the middle. Perhaps my balls, Brutus, would have been, you know... <laughs> bit too much at that point. Uh, uh. Yeah. He could have um. done a little side scene where Casca was like, did you Dude. say where Brutus Dude. stabbed him? Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But so this departure to have Antony come in and see the bleeding body is obviously a really great dramatic choice. It didn't happen historically. Antony and Brutus met elsewhere. But it was a much better choice <laughs> for, for a stage thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have someone else who takes part not takes part, but he's there during the stabbing scene and doesn't take part. And this guy's name is Publius. He's an old senator who watches the whole assassination and says nothing. But then Brutus is like, hey, dude, don't be scared. Go out and tell the Roman people what we did. So we've got to wonder, what does he say? <laughs> yeah, but right? also... <sighs> Go out and tell the Roman people what we did feels sort of like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, this is going to be good. They're all going to clap and love us for this. Right. That's right? what they think. And and Publius, I, I imagine he's horrified. Yeah. <laughs> like, this he's isn't something we do. in the background, like, yikes, am but, I next, you know? Because he's old. But this is interesting that he says nothing. We don't get to hear him speak, just like we didn't get to hear... Brutus and Cassius speak when they came in for the conspirators' meeting. They they go aside, and we don't hear them. That conversation, yeah. So what is Shakespeare playing with there? He's playing with something. People not The audience not being able to hear what people think. Maybe we're supposed to well, put ourselves in this. Well, us, yeah, yeah, maybe. On yeah. stage audience, we do talk about that yeah. quite a lot, where you know they have somebody on the stage who represents us as a collective. So maybe that's Publius. Like, he's not involved, and he's horrified, and he gets to show us how to feel, in a way. Yeah. I, I, I just... I, there's something going on with, with eliminating dialogue yeah. here that I don't really quite understand yet. So we'll I'm going to keep thinking about that. Yeah. Another instance of it, yeah. It'd be interesting. And I was also just... You know, we have Brutus stabbing... Caesar in the balls. Dad, fuck Cas- you. Yeah, fuck you. And then Casca 
I think is historically said to have stabbed him in the back, which we do have that as a thing, as a saying right now. Casca stabs him in the back, but it might be interesting to consider, especially if you're an actor in the scene, or if you guys do this in a classroom setting, you know, and you're all around, because not everybody can be in the front of Caesar and stab him in the front. People have to be in different places. So someone stab him in the pinky. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really want to stab him. I'm just going to put a small hole in his know, ear. In his ear. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be able to speak anymore. But yeah, just to think about that, if you were an actor, who, where would you do that? And after this scene, we never see any of the other conspirators ever again, except for Brutus and Cassius. So there's five guys that, you know, we never see them again. So that's interesting. And why? They fled the country. Historically, they fled the country. Yeah, well, they, they tried they, to hide out. They, I mean, they. this was a bad thing. This was not a good thing that they did. This was a horrible thing right. they did and in the moment they thought oh this is great we'll we'll we're liberating the people we're liberating the people and the people were like you are fucked up you are murderers yeah that's fucked up you don't get to make that decision like ugh. yeah so th- yeah so that of course they fled it's like well that didn't go as we imagined <laughs> now we gotta get the hell out of dodge and this is why i think it's interesting that people were so angered by Caesar being portrayed as Donald Trump in the in the Central yeah, Park in the, that is the not public, the right? way it works. That's out. not the way it works out. It's not like we're like woohoo, yay! Yeah. Caesar's dead. We're never no. like that. The rest of the play is oh my god, you fucked up. Yeah, so it was a cautionary tale. And Do the, not kill the man. And this you is, will make him a martyr. And this is, I mean, whatever, you know. Okay, I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just go on. Right after the killing, a servant comes in to represent Antony and say to Brutus a whole speech that Antony asked him to say. So I just wanted to point this out as one of these quintessential moments when a small part is not unimportant. They're never unimportant. He put them in there for a reason. Yeah. It's not like... I, I, he put them in there for a reason. They serve the play in some form. But also, again, with comparing this play to modern times, we have the use of surrogates all the time now. People people represent the higher-ups on a on a regular basis. Yeah. And and it's becoming a huge part of our politics and the divisiveness of our politics that we send that that powerful people send out their surrogates to spread their message. Yeah. So this Instead is also appearing themselves. This is also interesting. Yeah. In that context. And uh, teachers, if you're listening or kids in a classroom, I always have the cast go around and if they're playing, especially if they're playing small parts, but everybody say this, to start a sentence with the words, if not for me, why then? And speak something that wouldn't have happened in the play if your character was not there. Mm -hmm. Just to see if you can find, like, there's something really pivotal and important about even someone with just 10 lines. Or even someone with just one line. Yeah. A lord who comes in and says, the queen, my lord, is is dead. (laughs) It's a really, really important line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then at the end, we see two different sides of Antony. We see his first reactions when he first walks into the room. What must that be? Beloved, beloved father figure lying Mm -hmm. there, oozing blood. (laughs) What does he say to all the people holding knives? Mm -hmm. What can he speak to them? And then what does he say after they leave? So interesting. Again, right. politics, modern day politics. Yeah. Again, he shakes hands it. with he, every one of them. Yep. So is that about making sure he sees everyone in the room so that he knows who to report, or is it like, dude, I don't kill me, <laughs> you know, like, or is it politics? I mean, I, I laying don't the groundwork laying the groundwork for what exactly. Right? I yeah. wonder about that. Yeah, and it also just occurred to me when you said Antony's reaction, uh, you know, father figure lying bloody on the floor. I wonder about Antony and Brutus. Rival sons. Right? 
like the preferred non-biological yeah. versus the biological mm. unpreferred unacknowledged unacknowledged yeah. so how what does that do i mean go go to lear what does yeah, that do you're <laughs> an admint, right what does it do to your relationship even if on the surface it looks like you're friends and you get along yep interesting and as we said julius caesar is the practice tragedy right the <laughs> right. Apprentice tragedy so he's writing things here that he will then expand upon later so edgar and edmund might very well be sort of a grain of an idea here yeah and then later come out in i the... mean he doesn't make it clear no no but we but the form is there right and we if we are elizabethans hearing this play and we know that the the oral history says Brutus was Julius Caesar's bastard son, and uh, he, <laughs> and he stabbed him in the balls. Like if we, if that's in our heads as we wa- as we hear this play, we might we might make that connection without it being specifically laid out like it is in Lear. I don't know. I don't know. I'm now. I'm just spitballing. Sure. Yeah. Well, spitballing is leads to good ideas sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Big pivotal scene. Lots to listen for. Hopefully we gave you a heads up there. Oh, a paper idea. Uh, the use of the word blood in this scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Mm. Okay. Act three, scene one. Rome before the capital. Meeting in front of. Big crowd. Big crowd coming in. Yeah, as Caesar's walking into the Senate. The Ides of March are come. Soothsayer. I, Caesar but not gone. Artemidorus. Hail Caesar! Read the schedule! Schedule just means a document. Oh, and Artemidorus, that was he, he's the, the letter. The letter. Like, right. Watch out for these guys. Yeah. He said he's going to put himself right in front so that he's like, Caesar has got to read this first. Decius Brutus. Trebonius, Trebonius, Trebonius doth desire you to or read at your best leisure this humble suit. Artemidorus. Oh, Caesar, read mine first, for mine's a suit that touches Caesar nearer. Read it, great Caesar. What touches ourselves shall be last served. Yeah, so he makes a big mistake there in not looking at that thing first. And notice Artemidorus said Caesar three times. He's like, urgent, urgent, important. Artemidorus, delay not, Caesar, read it instantly. What, is the fellow mad? Oh, sorry, Publius does speak, but he only speaks here. Publius. Sirrah, give place. Get out of the way. Publius is very old. Cassius, what? Urge you your petitions in the street? Come to the capital. And then we have this guy, Popilius. And he walks up to Cassius and says this sneaky thing. I wish your enterprise today may thrive. Cassius, what enterprise? Papilius. Very well. So he just says, I hope you're successful. And he runs away. I heard what you're doing. And then he goes, uh, he doesn't run away. He goes over to Caesar. And Brutus is like, oh, fuck. Brutus, what said Papilius Lena? He wished today our enterprise might thrive. I fear our purpose is discovered. Look how he makes to Caesar mark him. Casca, be sudden, for we fear prevention. Brutus, what shall be done? If the... Perhaps I shouldn't be sitting on this stool. All right. Uh, Casca, be sudden, for we fear prevention. Brutus, what shall be done if this be known? Cassius or Caesar never shall turn back, for I... Meaning either Caesar's going to die or I'm going to die. One thing or another. He he already spoke that in an earlier scene. So Cassius says, Casca, be sudden, for we fear prevention. Brutus... What shall be done if this be known? Cassius or Caesar never shall turn back, for I will slay myself. Cassius, be constant. Meaning calm down, right? Be true to our course. Let's just hold the course. Papilius Lena speaks not of our purposes. For look, he smiles, and Caesar doth not change. Trebonius knows his time for look you, Brutus. He draws Mark Antony out of the way. So Trebonius' job was to get rid of Antony, and they exit, but then Trebonius is going to come back because he's one of the conspirators. Decius Brutus, where is Metellus Cimber? Let him go, and presently prefer his suit to Caesar. He is addressed, 
press near and second him. Then Cinna. Casca, you are the first that rears your hand. Are we ready? What is now amiss that Caesar and his Senate must redress? And Matilla Simber. Most high, most mighty, and most puissant Caesar. <laughs> puissant is a great word, comes up a lot. It means powerful. It just sounds funny. <laughs> sounds like pissant. Yeah, pissant. <laughs> Metellus Simber throws before thy seat an humble heart. I must prevent thee, Simber. These couchings and these lowly courtesies might fire the blood of ordinary men and turn preordinance and first decree into the law of children. Be not fond. Let's stop there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want no, to like, talk don't, about Don't kneel. Yeah. Couchings and courtesies are both different kinds of bowing. And he's like... This kind of shit might turn somebody else's mind, mm -hmm. but not me. Yeah. So he's saying preordinance and first decree decisions that I have already made mm -hmm. into the law of children, which are like rules for children's games that change all the time. Um, to think that Caesar bears such rebel blood that will be thawed from the true quality with that which melteth fools. I mean, sweet words. Like, I'm not going to be swayed by sweet words, yeah, right? definitely not. And I'm not a fool. You can't melt, melt, no melteth me. Yeah. <laughs> crying or teary. Uh, low, crooked courtesies and base spaniel fawning. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, spaniel <laughs> is a dog, so like the dog goes, <laughs> yeah, right. lowers itself to the ground, you know? Yeah. Thy brother by decree is banished. If thou dost bend and pray and fawn for him, I spurn thee like a cur out of my way. No, Caesar doth not wrong, nor without cause will he... Will he be satisfied? So he... Yeah, but so, so Caesar doesn't do any wrong. He can't. He yeah. speaks of himself in the third person, sort of like a king does, yes. right? Nor without cause... Will, will he, he be, be satisfied? Will, will he be changed? Like, will he be allayed, you know, sort of Who? put aside? Caesar will not be uh, I don't, I, swayed. Yeah, I do no wrong. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I see, I see. I'm not I see. wrong and, okay, I got it. I, got I will it. not be swayed okay. by your... No, yeah. Caesar doth not wrong, nor without cause will he be satisfied. Yeah, so... Uh, and we only hear about what the issue is right here. Thy brother by decree is banished. So Metellus Simber is pleading for his brother who was banished. And he was set to do this by Brutus, who said, bring your cause forth. Let's push him. And if he doesn't back off on this, we can see that he's getting worse and worse mm -hmm. in terms of his tyranny. And it's interesting because I don't think he was particularly tyrannous before this, but this Caesar doth not wrong is very yeah. me and the frog in my pocket talk. Yeah, the it's royal weird. we. The it's royal the, we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Metellus, is there no voice more worthy than my own to sound more sweetly in great Caesar's ear for the repealing of my banished brother? And Brutus steps forward. I kiss thy hand, but not in flattery, Caesar, desiring thee that Publius Simber may have an immediate freedom of repeal. Caesar. What, Brutus? And Cassius, pardon, Caesar, Caesar, pardon. As low as to thy foot doth Cassius fall to beg enfranchisement for Publius Simber. So as low as to thy foot, stage direction, he is prostrating yeah. himself. <laughs> my, my stool is making a lot of noise, just in case you're wondering what that poop, poop, poop sound poop, is. That's poop, my, poop, it's poop. my stool. I'm not it's even okay. sitting on it, but I am leaning on it, and it's just making noise. So, sorry. Enfranchisement is going to come up again. That means liberation. And mm -hmm. it f specifically use, uh, tends to liberation from slavery, which is interesting. So it's not only Publius that they're talking about enfranchisement here. They're talking about everybody being liber liberated from Caesar's holding them down. Yeah, enslavement. Yeah. And Caesar... I could be well moved if I were as you... If I could pray to move, prayers would move me. 
but I am constant as the northern star. Wow, that's a very famous line. That's yeah. I just I all I hear is Joni Mitchell in mm-hmm. my head. Yeah, in, from a case of you, which is my favorite Super song in the whole world. Famous. I, of whose true fixed and resting quality there is no fellow in the firmament. Yeah, so Aaron's saying he didn't sound like a tyrant before. He is fucking sounding like a tyrant now. Right now, yep. I am like the North Star that has no other star in all those millions to compare to it. Because R- it never moves. It never moves. Every I other am, star, yeah, star moves. I am constant. And um, I will not fucking change my mind. Not for you, not for nobody. Right, because there's nobody else for me to pray to, which is... Or get put, advice from. He's, he's putting himself right up there with the gods. Yeah, that's not good. That's always a symbol that, a signal that someone's going to fall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the skies are painted with unnumbered sparks. Stars. They are all fire and every one doth shine, but there's but one in all doth hold his place. So in the world tis furnished well with men, and men are flesh and blood and apprehensive. Yet in the number I do know but one that unassailable holds his rank, unshaked of motion, and that I am he. Let me a little show it, even in this, that I was constant Simber should be banished, and constant do remain to keep him so. Yeah. Wow. He's he's gotten he's he that's some king shit going yeah. on right there. And especially he's coming into this scene having heard that the Senate is going to present him a crown, right? Mm-hmm. So he is shedding his any kind of pretense that I'm not a king. I he's, am a king. And he's ready to accept it with his yeah. whole heart. And show them that this is what he's made of. You yeah. Know? And he thinks, he thinks, I think that's he a thinks, good thing. that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. That a king should be constant, that a king should not bend to the will of others, that a king should see what is right and do what is right without being swayed. Yeah. So like I think Solomon. He, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think he thinks he's doing, but it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. And then Cinna. Oh, Caesar. Hence, wilt thou lift up Olympus? Yeah. <laughs> compares changing his mind to moving the mountain of the gods. <laughs> Damn. He thinks he's he thinks he's being kingly. He thinks he's being kingly. Yeah. And Decius Brutus, great Caesar, doth not Brutus bootless kneel. So he's like, why are you bothering when Brutus is on his knees and Brutus is not going to change my mind? Right, right. So I didn't say that Caesar interrupted Decius, but he does. He does. Yeah. Um, And Casca. Casca, here it comes. Yeah. Speak hands for me. Bam. And he stabs him. (laughs) In the back. Casca first, in the back, and then the other conspirators. And Brutus is the last. Ween, 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 ween. And Caesar says, Nut stab. (laughs) A two, Brute. Then fall, Caesar. Or, as previously translated, up yours and I'll see you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) You little shit. (laughs) Yeah, little ingrateful. Oh, my God. And then Cinna. Liberty, freedom, tyranny is dead. Run hence, proclaim it, cry it about the streets. Cassius. Some to the common pulpits and cry out, liberty, freedom, and enfranchisement. Brutus. People and senators, be not affrighted. Fly not, stand stiff. Ambition's debt is paid. Meaning, what was due to Caesar for being ambitious came to him. Mm. This is what he got. And Casca, go to the pulpit, Brutus. Decius Brutus and Cassius, too. Brutus, where's Publius? Cinna, here, quite confounded with this mutiny. So suddenly they're looking for Publius and they're like, oh my, he's over there in the corner. He didn't help us stabby stab. Nope. And he's freaked out. Yeah. Metellus Simber. Stand fast together, lest some friend of Caesar's should chance. Brutus interrupts him. Talk not of standing. 
Publius, good cheer. There is no harm intended to your person, nor to no Roman else. So tell them, Publius. <laughs> right? We're not going to kill you. We're not going to kill anybody else. You know? Just this. Just, we it's just, not a killing spree. I, I'm sorry we didn't include you in the plan. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry we're not in our club. It's okay. <laughs> Cashes. And leave us, Publius lest that the people rushing on us should do your age some mischief. Get out of here because you're old and we don't want you to be trampled. Yeah. <laughs> Brutus, do so and let no man abide this deed but we the doers. So nobody else should be responsible for this but us. Cash. And Trebonius comes back in. Cassius, where is Antony? Trebonius, Fled to his house, amazed. Men, wives, and children stare, cry out, and run as it were doomsday. Brutus, faiths, we will know your pleasures. That we shall die, we know. Tis but the time and drawing days out that men stand upon. So <laughs> well, if it's A2, U2, son, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know I'm going to die. It's just what when? interim time is yeah, right, there. Right. And uh, Cassius. Why, he that cuts off twenty years of life cuts off so many years of fearing death. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, you don't have to worry. Less is twenty years <laughs> less to worry. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brutus says, grant that, and then is death a benefit. So are we Caesar's friends that have abridged his time of fearing death. Stoop, Romans, stoop, and let us bathe our hands in Caesar's blood. Ah, oh, Ding, ding, ding. That was Calpurnia's dream. Eep. Up to the elbows and besmear our swords. Then walk we forth, even to the marketplace, and waving our red weapons o'er our heads, let's all cry, Peace, freedom, and liberty. And Cassius, stoop then and wash. How many ages hence shall this our lofty scene be acted over in states unborn and accents yet known, unknown, yet unknown? This is interesting, right? So we're, we're in a play. Yeah. Right. Here's the blood. This is scary. We know. But this is a play. Yeah. We are actors. And also, we truly believe we are setting the stage for democracy. Years to come. Yeah. So interesting, those great reflexive moments where Shakespeare's like, oh, hey, guys. Hi, I'm here. Wait, right. Hello. Brutus. How many times shall Caesar bleed in sport that now on Pompey's basis lies along no worthier than the dust? Pompey's basis is the pedestal. He's lying, like, actually right at the foot of Pompey's statue. Okay. Lies along means prostrate. He's lying, you know, low and not looking like the dust at the foot of Pompey. Right, but how many times shall Caesar bleed in, in sport, sport? Meaning in acting, on stage. Oh, in a in a pretend. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. And Cassius, so oft as that shall be, so often shall the knot of us be called the men that gave their country liberty. That's a rhyme. Be liberty. Mm. Interesting. Every other, yeah. Decius Brutus, what shall we forth? Cassius, I, every man away, Brutus shall lead, and we will grace his heels with the most boldest and best hearts of Rome. Yeah. So they really think they really they're going to be, like, cheered, cheered like a hero's this. welcome. Yep. January 6th. Did oh, I say that? You did say that, and very interesting that. So in, in, in context that we've been talking about. Yeah. The whole January 6th interaction was like this. They truly believed that they needed to remove some people from that building Thought, for the good of the country. Right. And now they're being hunted down and, <laughs> and prosecuted. But how fucked up everything. is our world? Yeah. Like, the, we're as fucked up as the Romans. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we don't fucking learn from history. We just don't. <laughs> well, we don't teach history anymore. Yeah. Oh, did I say oh, that whoops. out loud? Oh, whoops. <laughs> but, 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 but truly, truly. Yeah. Being convinced that your form of patriotism and your love of country is more and better than someone else's yeah. is just a path to this. Yeah. It's a path to the January 6th insurrection. It's a path to the cold murder. Assassination of, of Caesar. It's yeah. like, ugh. yeah. So here comes this servant and Brutus. Soft, who comes here? A friend of Antony's, the servant. Thus, Brutus, did my master bid me kneel, 
Thus did Mark Antony bid me fall down, and being prostrate, thus he bade me say. So first of all, this poor guy, he's like, I have to go where now? Right, I'm a Fuck. servant, and I gotta Shit. go into the Senate, and knowing what they just did? They just killed it's scary. Them. Why won't they kill me? Kill it's me. scary enough to go into the Senate yeah. anyway. Yeah, for a servant. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so then this is the speech that Antony made him memorize. So by the way, guys... People who delivered messages, messengers, they didn't get to uh, type it out on their phone and then read it. They didn't get to have it on paper because most messengers couldn't read. They were told something by a superior, by a master. They had to memorize it immediately and then say it forth in the same intonation so that it could not be misconstrued. So he has just heard Antony say this. He's run over and he's going to try to deliver it verbatim that's the word verbatim just exactly in the words that he heard it and he's gonna say it lying down on the floor yeah brutus is noble wise valiant and honest that's first of all a really eh, awkward uh, rhythm eh, ooh, <laughs> and he's eh. starting like <laughs> yeah caesar was mighty bold royal and loving royal interesting mm. also awkward you know it's all really awkward Say, I love Brutus, and I honor him. Say, I feared Caesar, honored him, and loved him. If Brutus will vouchsafe that Antony may safely come to him and be resolved, how Caesar hath deserved to lie in death, Mark Antony shall not love Caesar dead so well as Brutus living, but will follow the fortunes and affairs of noble Brutus through the hazards of this untrod state, with all true faith, so says my master Antony. Wow. And that's a plus two. Two extra beats at that last line because he's like, oh, so relieved to be yeah. finished and now scared of what will happen to him. Yeah, yeah. He and, and yeah. Well, they can kill him as a surrogate for Antony. Well, right. Don't right? shoot the messenger. Yeah. So Sometimes uh, they did. I loved Brutus and I honor him. I feared Caesar, honored him, and loved him interesting comparison and vouchsafe just means grant so if you can grant that antony can come here safely mm -hmm. i will not love i will not love caesar dead so much as i will love brutus living mm -hmm. interesting comparison antithesis there and the untrod state is these like uncharted territory this mm -hmm. new place that we're in now and then brutus trying to calm him thy master is a wise and valiant roman I never thought him worse. Some silence there. Tell him, so please him come unto this place. He shall be satisfied, and by my honor, depart untouched. Honor line ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Servant, ah, fetch him presently. And he leaves. Brutus, I know that we shall have him well to friend. Hmm. Interesting. He's going to be our friend. Yeah, he's, he's, going gonna, to be he's okay. coming along with us. And Cassius is like, I don't think so. Uh, Cassius. I wish we may, but yet have I a mind that fears him much, and my misgiving still falls shrewdly to the purpose. Yeah, I'm not usually wrong when I yeah. suspect something bad. Yeah. And Brutus, let's just see. But here comes Antony. Welcome, Mark Antony. Now, first of all, watch what he says when he first comes in. Because he was given a welcome, and he doesn't pay attention. He doesn't answer. And then watch for these words. Love, friends, friendship, enemies, blood. Watch how he uses these words. Really interesting little essay idea here, guys. Okay, right on this scene, on this speech. Antony. Oh, mighty Caesar, dost thou lie so low? So, no, nothing. He doesn't I... greet Brutus. Are all thy conquests, glories, triumphs, spoils, shrunk to this little measure? Fare thee well. I know not, gentlemen, what you intend. Who else must be let blood? Who else is rank? If I myself, there is no hour so fit as Caesar's death hour, nor no instrument of half that worth as those your swords made rich with the most noble blood of all this world. That's not good. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So he says a bit of farewell. Yeah. And then he turns to them. He's like, and mm, who else? Mm. Who else are you going to kill? Killed. He uses the word rank, which is rotten. Who else is rotten according to you? 
And if it's me, then I would so- just assume he'd just kill me. Yeah, kill me on Caesar's death day because, yeah. yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I do beseech ye, if you bear me hard. Now, whilst your purpled hands do reek and smoke, fulfill your pleasure, live a thousand years, I shall not find myself so apt to die. While your hands are bloody. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you bear me hard, if you hate me, do it now. Well, they uh, smoke is steam, so, you know, blood lets off warmth. No place will please me so, no mean of death, as here by Caesar and by you cut off the choice and master spirits of this age. Yeah, so no mean, no manner of death mm-hmm. with me. So there are some interesting options for this speech. You could say it really bitter, mm-hmm. or you could say it really like, please, do me a favor, you know? I mean, like really uh, honorific, and I, I would this this is my choice. I would happily welcome you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it could be interesting. Lots of choices, other choices that I'm not thinking of, but try it different ways. Mm. Cool. Well, I did it angry. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a valid choice. Piss, fucking pissed off. And Brutus, oh Antony, beg not your death of us. Though now we must appear bloody and cruel, as by our hands and this our present act you see we do, yet see you but our hands, and this the bleeding business they have done. Our hearts you see not, they are pitiful. And pity to the general wrong of Rome, as fire drives out fire, so pity, pity, hath done this deed on Caesar. So he's saying... We, yes, don't don't ask us to kill you because you're only seeing part of the story. You're seeing our bleeding hands and what they've done, but you don't know what we were thinking and why we were doing this because we are full of pity, but pity for Rome. So it's just like when a larger fire snuffs out a small one. I was thinking larger pity. I was thinking at when you when you have a fire spreading, you burn ahead of it, yeah. so mm-hmm. that there's no fuel for it to right. go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they cut Caesar off by being that fire in front hmm. that stopped his yeah. role of tyranny. But I could be wrong. But he says so. Pity, pity, and we have the word pity three times. We pity Rome. We are sad for Rome under this conditions. And so we had to do this thing. And that's the pity was the thing that made this thing happen. For your part, to you our swords have leaden points, Mark Antony. Our arms in strength of malice and our hearts of brother's temper do receive you in with all kind love, good thoughts, and reverence. Cassius, your voice shall be as strong as any man's in the disposing of new dignities. Yeah, really interesting, very different reactions here, right? Right. Brutus is saying, uh, in the strength of malice means, with the same strength that they showed when their object was to hurt, they will strongly embrace you with the intention of a brother, brother's temper. So again, we said the theme of this scene is love. Brutus is trying to say, this is where hatred ends. Mm -hmm. We want to go forward in love. And Cassius is like, don't worry, you're going to get to also decide who gets to rule here. You'll be, is you'll be one of politics. us. Politics. Yep. And Brutus is trying to make it friendship. Right. Very interesting. Brutus. Only be patient till we have appeased the multitude beside themselves with fear. And then we will deliver you the cause why I, that did love Caesar when I struck him, have thus proceeded. And Antony, I doubt not of your wisdom. Let each man render me his bloody hand. First... Marcus Brutus, will I shake with you? So here's, this is interesting. This is what Diana was talking about earlier. What is What is he doing? Yeah. The I doubt not of your wisdom is a plus two. And I wonder in that moment what he's thinking something. And he decides to take this action. Action. Public action. Because then we're going to see at the end of the scene what he's holding back. Right. Which is very different. Uh, And... The and you. So we yes, talked about the and you. Yeah. So uh, you is the formal. If you if you take a foreign language, a romance language like uh, Spanish or French, you know that there's 
There are two yous. There's there's the formal and there's the informal, right? So you is the formal, the is the informal. So you would use you with someone of higher status or to someone... Show deference. deference. And the would be a friend, a brother, a, you know... So notice how he talks to them. So first, Marcus Brutus, will I shake with you? Next, Caius Cassius, do I take your hand? Now, Decius Brutus, yours, now yours, Metellus, yours, Cinna, and my valiant Casca, yours. I don't think he thinks Casca is valiant. I think he's heard from Publius exactly what happened. Casca stabbed him in the back. So I think valiant is an interesting word there. Yeah. Yeah. Though last, not last in love, yours, good Trebonius. And remember, he was the one that took Antony out of the room, you fucker. If I had been here, I would have stopped you fucks. Yep. So he's saying loving words, but the... This is equivocation, I think. Yeah. Or he's setting something up. I, You know, I think that whoever is acting this role needs to decide... You know, is he playing both sides of the coin? Is he setting something up? Is he trying to rein in his temper? Like, what is happening here? Because the way valiant Casca, Casca is anything but valiant, and yeah. and I do not love you, Trebonius, because you're the one who fucking made this happen. And then, like Diana said, how does each one respond yeah. to his handshake? Are they like, yikes? Are they like, oh, he's with us? Are they, you know... Right. Are they looking around to see how other people are receiving? Really interesting. Yeah. Gentlemen all, alas, what shall I say? My credit now stands on such slippery ground. Literally slippery because he's standing in Caesar's blood, right? And he's also... He's also shaking bloody hands. They've Remember, they've doused themselves with Caesar's blood up to their elbows. elbows. So yeah. he's touching their hands... Yeah. And also my credit is my credibility. So he's like, I know what you're thinking, that I love Caesar so much and I just said so. And then here I am shaking your hand. So you must think, I don't know what to believe. That one of two bad ways you must conceit me, either a coward or a flatterer. Yeah. So either I'm afraid for my life, but I just said, kill me. Mm -hmm. Or I'm flattering you. See, I think he's... Conceit means understand you. I think... I don't know. I think that he's fucking with them. Yeah. I don't think it's it's equivocation. I think he's fucking with them. So this is like a Hamlet moment. Yeah. And this is like my wit versus your wit. My, yeah. I outwit you motherfuckers. Yeah. Right? You won't know what I think at right. the end of all this. Anyway. Uh, bleh, that I did love thee, Caesar. Oh, tis true. If then thy spirit look upon us now, shall it not grieve thee dearer than thy death to see thy Anthony making his peace, shaking the bloody fingers of thy foes, most noble, in the presence of thy course? Yeah, so we've shifted to thee and thou, right? Well, he's talking to Caesar now. Caesar, well, who Caesar, he loves. Yeah. And he's like, what are you going to think looking down on me? Then I'm shaking their fucking fingers, right? He's got right. F words. Fingers of thy foes. foes. Most noble. We have the repetition of the O. Yeah. In the presence of thy of, of your, your dead corpse. body. Your dead right? body. How, what, what, what must you be thinking looking down? Yeah. <laughs> uh, had I as many eyes as thou hast wounds, weeping as fast as they stream forth thy blood, it would become me better than to close in terms of friendship with thine enemies. So he is fucking with them. Yeah. He is fucking with them. Yeah. If, if, if I had as many eyes that were crying as much as his wounds are bleeding. That it would, would be better representation of how I feel. Right. Than to shake hands with, with these, these motherfuckers. Fuckers. Yeah. And then let's look at this. He calls him by his first name. Pardon me, Julius. Here wast thou bade, brave heart. And a heart is a deer. Yeah, and bade means to trap um, like a stag. It's like where you back a stag up against a mountainside. And it's a really awkward rhythm. And what's that effect of using his first name? Like he's really getting intimate here. Yeah, yeah. it's very, you, it, you have an idea in the way he's speaking about the depth of their relationship. Yeah. Or he's playing that so that the next bit, 
has an intended consequence. Like mm-hmm. if if they be- if they believe him here. Yeah. Well, he asks later in a moment if he could please say the eulogy. Mm-hmm. So if he's already speaking it, they're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Look at him. He loves him so much, you know. But also, he's him. on our side. He's shaken our hands. He's said yeah. all this stuff. He's not going to, in the eulogy, make us look bad. He's going to say this stuff. He's yeah. not going to say how awful we were in doing this. He's yeah. just going to talk about his love for Caesar. Like, he's proving right. this to them. So he yeah. can get the opportunity to speak. To speak. Yeah. I think. In public. Here didst thou fall, and here thy hunters stand, signed in thy spoil, and crimsoned in thy leith. Lethe. Yeah. Lethe. Lethe is the uh, river that you have to cross to go to hell. Oh, right, 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 right. So it's almost like this is the river of Caesar's blood is like the river of death. Mm-hmm. Um, signed in thy spoil is, you know, when a kid or a teenager makes their first kill, you blood them. You yeah. You show it on their face. This is what they look like. We have the word here three times. This sacred spot right here where Caesar fell. Here mm-hmm. was thou bade, here thou didst fall. And then notice the play between the word heart, H-A-R-T, which means a deer, and then H-E-A-R-T, which is going to translate it to very soon. O world, thou wast the forest to this heart, and this indeed, O world, the heart of thee. Caesar is the heart of the world. Yeah. How like a deer, strucken by many princes, dost thou lie here. And then there's six beats of silence. Six beats of silence. And they leave it. But then Cassius is like, um, somebody needs to say something. Uh, Mark Antony. Pardon me, Caius Cassius. The enemies of Caesar shall say this. Then, in a friend, it is cold modesty. Right. So he cuts him off. He's like, no, no, no. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because even the enemies of Caesar will be amazed by this death. So my grief is not immodest here, because right, right, right. I am a friend. Yeah. And Cassius, I blame you not for praising Caesar so, but what compact mean you to have with us? Why are you shaking our hands? Yeah. Dude. What kind of agreement do you want? Yeah. Will you be pricked in number of our friends, or shall we on and not depend on you? Are you one of us? Are you with us or not? Yeah, pricked in number. Mark down on a list. Okay? Mm-hmm. Literally with a pen point or whatever. Antony, therefore I took your hands, but was indeed swayed from the point by looking down on Caesar. So, yes, I took your hands to show you I am with you. For that reason, therefore. Yeah. yeah. Friends, am I with you all and love you all upon this hope that you shall give me reasons why and wherein Caesar was dangerous. Yeah. I'm your friend, but I do want you to tell me why the fuck you did this. Yeah. Buddhist. Or else were this a savage spectacle. Our reasons are so full of good regard that were you, Antony, the son of Caesar... You should be satisfied. Ha, ha, ha. So it points this out. If right. If you didn't get it. So even if you were the son of Caesar, you would think our reasons were good. Even if you were the son of Caesar like me. I love it. Yeah. 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 And Antony, that's all I seek. And am moreover suitor that I may produce his body to the marketplace and in the pulpit as becomes a friend Speak in the order of his funeral. You shall, Mark Antony. Cassius. Cassius, like, uh, uh, dude, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Brutus, a word with you? Yeah, like, uh, don't, no, no. <laughs> you know not what you do. Do not consent that Anthony speak in his funeral. Know you how much the people may be moved by that which he will utter? By your pardon, I will myself into the pulpit first and show the reason of our Caesar's death. What Antony shall speak, I will protest he speaks by leave and by permission. <laughs> permission. <laughs> if you count the beats there, guys, that last word is for syllables. Permission. He is, so it's he, I am granting him. It's like, yes. woo. Stretching that out, yeah? And, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go first. I'm going to tell him that he's, that we're allowing him to do this. 
But notice what he asked for. He said, not only do I want to speak to the eulogy, I want to bring, bring this him. bleeding body no. out into the public square. Yep. Cassius. <laughs> oh, Wait. sorry, Brutus. And that we are contented, Caesar shall have all true rites and lawful ceremonies. It shall advantage us more than do us wrong. Cassius, I know not what may fall. I like it not. Mark Antony, here, take you Caesar's body. You shall not in your funeral speech blame us, but speak all good you can devise of Caesar, and say you do it by our permission. Again. Yeah, he, they even shortened the doot. Do doot, it doot. instead of do it. Doot. And say you doot by I'm, our permission. I, I am such a child. I'm like, doot. Doot. Dooty. <laughs> doot. Else shall you not have any hand at all about his funeral. And you shall speak in the same pulpit whereto I am going after my speech is ended. Be it so. I do desire no more. See, he is. He's setting them up. Yep. He is setting them up. Prepare the body then and follow us. So he means clean it up. Do you think Antony's going to clean it up? No. I think no. He wants everybody to see the bloody, bloody, bloody stabby, bloody, stabbies. Bloody. Now, uh, Aaron's going to read this next speech, which is really an amazing speech. And then we're going to do the line ending exercise. And if you listen to episode 70, you'll know what we mean by that, which is we're going to read the last words of the lines just to see what kind of blueprint... What is Antony saying in the core? Okay. Right. So remember what we talked about is if you've gone to hear a play and you don't necessarily get to see it or the people around you are chugging ale and throwing tomatoes and talking about who they screwed last night, you may miss <laughs> parts bits. of the dialogue. So in really important speeches, the line endings give you the blueprint or the scaffolding. So that while the actor is taking a small sip of breath, you get the chance to hear those words for sure. Oh, pardon me, thou bleeding piece of earth, that I am meek and gentle with these butchers. Thou art the ruins of the noblest man that ever lived in the tide of times. Woe to the hand that shed this costly blood. Over thy wounds now do I prophesy, which like dumb mouths do ope their ruby lips to beg the voice and utterance of my tongue. A curse shall light upon the limbs of men. Domestic fury and fierce civil strife shall cumber all the parts of Italy. Blood and destruction shall be so in use and dreadful objects so familiar that mothers shall but smile when they behold their infants quartered with the hands of war, all pity choked with custom of fell deeds, and Caesar's spirit ranging for revenge with Ate by his side come hot from hell shall in these confines with a monarch's voice cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war, that this foul deed shall smell above the earth with carrion men groaning for burial. Wow. He's all by himself saying this. Yeah. Yeah. So, with you, the audience. Yeah. He's so amazing. Woo! Take it apart first, and then we'll do that line ending. So, uh, that ever lived in the tide of times in the course of history, right? Mm -hmm. You are the noblest man that ever lived in the course of history. And the S's that he has, fierce civil strife. He's mad. He's <sighs> starting to get Starting to spitting. work his way, his way up. Cumber yeah. just means encumber, which will uh, weigh down all, all of Italy. Um, destruction shall be so in use. That means so common. We are used to it. Yeah. That mothers will look at their cut babies, up babies cut up in four pieces and just smile because they don't know what to do. And then pity, he has that word that Brutus used and he's throwing it back here, right? Yeah. Choked with custom, the ordinariness again of, of fell is evil. Ordinary with the hab habitual seeing of horrible things. And then Caesar's ghost walking around looking for revenge. Ate is the goddess of discord. So she's let loose from hell. Hot to, from hell. Yeah. So that's like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, shall in these confines, in this region of Italy, with a monarch's, with a mighty voice, cry havoc. Just let it loose, yeah. right? <laughs> and here comes like, do war. It. And this 
So this foul deed is going to be known as the seed of this horrible war that is coming because carrion men groaning for burial is that image of men lying on a battlefield who... Rotting. We don't have enough people to bury you all. Woof, 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 woof. So let's hear the line and mad. (laughs) Yeah. So earth butchers man times blood prophecy lips tongue men strife italy use familiar behold war deeds revenge hell mm, voice war earth burial whoa yeah what stood out to you <laughs> you know, the death of Italy is what kind of stood stands yeah. out to me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, earth butchers. Earth butchers, yeah. Earth butchers. Man times blood, prophecy, lips, tongue. Prophecy, lips, tongue. I love that. Uh, men, strife. Italy. Italy, use familiar, familiar behold, war. war. Boom, boom, boom. And then we have deeds, revenge, hell. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. And then earth burial. Yeah. So he starts off with earth butchers, earth butchers ends with earth, earth burial. burial. We will bury you people. All right. And then in comes another servant. Notice. Really important. Antony needs someone to talk to now. You serve Octavius Caesar, do you not? I do, Mark Antony. Caesar did write for him to come to Rome. He did receive his letters and is coming, and bid me say to you by word of mouth, Oh, Caesar! Thy heart is big. Get thee apart and weep. Passion I see is catching for mine eyes, seeing those beads of sorrow stand in thine, began to water. Is thy master coming? Yeah. So that's an embedded stage direction. The servant is crying. crying. He saw Caesar's body, <gasps> and he's crying. And Antony's like, you're bringing fresh tears to my eyes just watching you cry. Mm-hmm. He lies tonight within seven leagues of Rome. Post back with speed and tell him what hath chanced. Here is a mourning Rome, a dangerous Rome. No Rome of safety for Octavius yet. Hi hence and tell him so, yet stay a while. Thou shalt not back till I have borne this course into the marketplace. There shall I try, in my oration, how the people take the cruel issue of these bloody men, according to the which thou shalt discourse to young Octavius of the state of things. Lend me your hand. So tell him not to come, because it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Rome said three times, Rome, dangerous, morning Rome, dangerous Rome, no Rome. Yeah, no room of safety. So so if he comes, they might kill him too. Because Octavius is Caesar's heir. So tell him, don't come. But, but And then he's like, wait, wait. Stay with me. Help me carry this body. Because I need help carrying the body to the marketplace. And in my oration, in my speech about Caesar, I'm going to figure out how the people feel about this. I'm going to try, right? Yep. So I'm going to assess yep. how they feel. And then... Then you go back and you tell him how the people feel versus what these butchers. senators have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You'll have more information after this, after the eulogy. Right. Exuant with Caesar's body. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be really hard for him to carry Caesar in a non-awful uh, uh, way. All by himself. Guys, I can't, him over his shoulder. Sure, yeah, that's not very dignified or drag <laughs> him through the dirt. You know, yeah. there's no good way for one single human being to carry yeah. another with dead weight without, like, you yeah. know, making it look not very right. elegant. Dragging is fine for things like... Hamlet dragging Polonius, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but but Caesar is Caesar is dignified, <laughs> right? And and Antony loved him like a father, so, yeah, he, so wouldn't, he wouldn't he wouldn't swing him or carry he would yeah yeah. But it's an interesting scene because he has to carry him out and then carry him right back in. So they ha- should put him on some kind of something. Yeah, he has to carry him back into the pulpit. So the director has to figure that fucker out yeah, because how do you have one. a yeah? You can't just ha- like have a a gurney or a sling waiting there. Why would that be in the Senate? So they probably black out on the picking them up. Yeah, yeah, and then later they'll put him on a on a sling to bring him in. Or maybe they put him into a chair and they carried the chair like a like a litter. Yeah, but then it's like weekend at Bernie's. He's sitting. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, here's Caesar. He's dead. Sort of. He looks dead. Does he look dead? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think in, in the Globe Theater when there were no blackouts, how, how yeah. you know, how they might have well, made I think you just work. have to take it as it is, you know? Like, and that's how it is. It works. They might have brought a cloth out, covered them or something like that, you know? Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so there we are. Caesar is dead. Long live Caesar. <laughs> and now the tragedy. Yeah. Hope we gave you a lot to think about, you guys. And uh, we'll be back with friends, Romans, and countrymen. Lend me your rears. Rears. <laughs> yes. That line has even been bastardized by... <laughs> What's his name, Hill? I don't know. I don't know. Ace Ventura. Oh, that line has even been bastardized by Ace Ventura. <laughs> I know. I, know. I never saw. Oh my goodness! He says, "Lend me your rears." He bends open over and opens up his anus. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. In his oh, Julius Caesar! Oh. I have to stop saying Jesus Christ. I'm gonna start saying Jay-Z. Julius Caesar. Jay-Z. Oh, Julius Caesar! Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. Go see Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Never. Not Never. ever. Not <laughs> no, happening. It did not age well. Um, okay. So I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And this is... Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And the end of Caesar. Well, the end of the man. Don't fuck the end of Caesar. No. No. That would be like, lend me arrears. Ah, bye. <laughs> For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. <laughs>